0: in the first half of our Lenten journey, for the first three weeks, or two and a half, three weeks, three and a half weeks, uh, there was a reference, continuous reference, to us being invited to do penance. We're invited to do fasting and prayer, to be renewed by these special practices known as the Lenten observances that that remove sinfulness removes things from us that actually traps us not allows it does not allow us to enter a deeper relationship with the lord so in the first weeks of of lent we're invited to come you know participate remove the things which blocks you from from growing closer to the lord but as we come closer and closer to the to the triduum we're invited to look at the power of God's love and grace at work, and ultimately, we see how we have not not partaken... we have not partaken of the gifts that God has given to us, but we, we still proceed because we, we don't have the trust, we don't have that faith that is so essential. So, today, we hear how powerful God's grace is that flows from his temple in Jerusalem, flows from from the from from the revelation of God Himself, from God Himself, and so today, as we see Ezekiel, it's the angel brings Ezekiel back to the entrance of the temple of the Lord, the temple in Jerusalem, where the sacrifices are made, where the 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 the, 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 the Ten Commandments are, the covenant, uh, are the Ark of the Covenant is there, but also where the mercy seat is there, the place where where the, the people of God, the people of covenant, offer their their prayer, prayers, petitions, and receive the forgiveness, the forgiveness of of their sins, transgressions which they have committed. And so but but as the angel takes takes Ezekiel, the prophet, to the temple, what happens is he begins to see the water flowing from beneath the th- threshold of the temple towards the east and for the facade of the temple is towards the east, and the water flowed from under the side of the temple south of the altar, but from the altar of the sacrifice. The waters flow. And what, is the, what are these waters that flow not only from the temple, but they go into the Kidron Valley, you know, the place where, and as we know, Jesus walked through the Kidron Valley from the Garden of, of, of Gethsemane into the temple, and from the temple, this was the path. So the waters flow from there, and then they flow, and, and they're deeper and deeper, and they create this, this river that flows right into the Dead Sea. And now these waters, which Ezekiel witnesses, and, and the angel shows him. These are the waters of God's love and mercy flowing, because as we can see that these waters that flow into the Dead Sea, there's such a great symbolism of the power and love and grace that flows from the temple, from God's Word, from His very presence, from the relationship that God has established with His people. This is, these are the waters of mercy, waters of love the faithful love, and as we can see that these waters produce the effect, and again the symbolic nature is that these the, 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 they form like a river of grace, and on both sides of the banks we have these these vegetation and trees that produce produce life-giving life-giving nourishments, fruit to the people, and then you know, we can say that you know, on that level where, whereby God is the one who's producing it. And not only that, but these fresh waters flow into that dead sea, the areas of our life which are dead, and they bring forth, again, fruitfulness. Uh, fruitfulness, you know, is, the, is, Ezekiel speaks of, of those things that, that once, once they have entered, you know, the, the living waters into this dead, dead sea, they produce all kinds of, 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 of life-giving, uh, not only creatures, but also the, 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 as it says, whenever the river flows, every sort of living creature that can multiply shall live, and there shall see abundant fish. Wherever the water comes, the sea shall be made fresh. And again, uh, along both banks of the river, fruit trees of every kind grow, their leaves will, shall not fade, nor their fruit fail, for every month they shall bear fresh fruit, for they shall be watered by the flow from the sanctuary. And their fruit shall serve for food, and their leaves for medicine, which means is both the nourishment, physical and spiritual dimension, which, which, which this is the, the 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 waters, the symbolic waters from the, the temple flow. But we know that it is grace that flows. We know that it is love of God that flows. And it's not only for the sake of healing, but also for the sake of nourishment. And you know, so when we look at this, when we look at this reading today, we are actually invited to kind of look back again, where does the grace flow? You know, it flows from this sanctuary, the Divine Mercy, the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. How does it flow? It is flows by, by the proclamation that we offer here, the Word of God, which, which is the word of mercy and love for everyone. My love and mercy is greater than you can ever imagine. You know, the measure by which we, we are able to participate in this life is the measure of, of that, that trust in God that we trust in Him. Again, what do we have here at the Shrine? We have the image, and from this image, we see Jesus, the High Priest, who has entered. uh, He is coming from the darkness and bringing the light to all of us. From His wounded heart, pierced heart, what do we see? The blood and water flowing to us, flowing as rays of mercy and of love. You know, and then not only that, but what we also have here, not the, wor- not the Word only, but also the Eucharist. But these are the, the powerful gifts that God gives, and it's not just from the Shrine, it's from every parish church, from every cathedral, from every church that we have, because we have the same, we have the cross, we have Our Lady, we have the sacraments, we have the Word. We have all these gifts that God gives us for for transformation, for healing, for encouragement, because sometimes we can be so discouraged that we are not able to even open our hearts. And so, the Lord of hosts is with us. Our stronghold is the God of Jacob, for God is our refuge and our strength an ever-present help in distress. Therefore, we cannot fear, though the earth be shaken, The mountains plunge into the depths of the sea, no matter what the difficulties may be, no matter what type of natural disasters may come, no matter what what the situation is, even with this pandemic. The God of, of love is with us. The God of hosts is with us. The God whose love and mercy knows no bounds is with us. And there's a stream whose run let's gladden the city of God because it's the streams of, of blood and water, the streams of, of grace, the holy dwelling of the most high because God is in our midst and we shall not be disturbed because God will help it and God will help us at the break of each day. Each day he renews us. You know, uh, and you know, and this takes us from Ezekiel and the response only right into the Holy Gospel. And what do we have there? We have in a very concrete Event in the life of Christ, we see how the Lord Jesus touches us and what He offers to us. We see in this in this 38 year of waiting of a man who is ill is he is, uh, he, he, he is uh, uh, someone who is not able to enter because he's incapable. there are many many people, there are large numbers of people. In that pool near the, the, you know, that Bethesda, which is the four, four, five porticos near the, near the temple, and uh, of the temple itself, and so what we have there are people waiting for the stirring of the water in this pool of, uh, called Bethesda. They stir up because the moment somebody enters, that those waters, when the, wor- the when the waters are stirred up, they receive healing. So it attracts many, many people who are ill. But this man, this person, for 38 years, he's there, but he's never the first one. There's always somebody else because, as he says, no one, no one is there to help him. And and it is to him that Jesus comes. There are many there who came who came for healing, but it was there It is to him that the Lord Jesus turns and he says, Jesus goes to him and says, do you want me to, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? And he says, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. He's discouraged. Yes, I wish to be well, but how can I be well when nobody will help me? Nobody will help me because some, somebody else says, uh, if, if I am on my way, somebody else gets down there before me. And it is to him that Jesus says, these powerful words, words rise, take up your mat and walk. And immediately that man became well, took up his mat and walked. Now, what do we have here? Again, an incredible story for us, a story of consolation. Jesus is looking at us and he's saying to us today, do you want to be well? But we say, Lord, I look at myself, I'm trapped in my sin, I'm trapped in, in, in addictions, I'm trapped in things which are not good and I have no way to get out. I've been trying and trying and sometimes I just get so trapped again that, that I'm not able to, to do so and I just so get so discouraged. You know and and then, or you may have someone who says lord i've been trapped in this in this illness, and i'm so discouraged there's really no way out i'm so depressed i'm so 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 afflicted with 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 these these continuous uh, nagging thoughts, you know no one can help me you know i've been asking the Lord, but it seems the Lord doesn't seem to be responding to me, whatever it may be the situation that that has Trapped us so much, has discouraged us so much. Sometimes that we see, we just feel like, well, what's the use? At that moment, the Lord and remember, the Lord will call us. Do you wish to be well? But if we, even we says, how can we be? The Lord says, I will give you the grace. I will help you, even if it takes. Even if this grace that I give you will take, maybe not hold immediately, of everything will not fix everything, but this grace will be flowing there for you and you will be well. God will give us this grace. Jesus promises this grace, and it is, it is true that God will offer to us through the sacraments, you know, especially as we know the sacraments are effective. You know, it is the waters of baptism which initiate for us, just like that waters from the temple, initiate for us a life of grace which prepares for Holy Communion, which prepares us for for confirmation, and then also prepares us to make the sacrament of penance, all those things which work, which in our work, on our behalf, you know, the, the grace that flows through the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, all those things are coming from the Lord to us. Sometimes we feel like, okay, well, this seems to be just a spiritual dimension. It doesn't seem to affect me on, my, on, my, on the level of my body. No, when we heal the soul, when the soul becomes healed, when the soul is forgiven, when, when the, the very depths of who we are, 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 are drawn to God and to His love, and we start becoming more and more confident in the power that He is able to do these things for us, then our body, too, gets better and better, you know, because, because we know that the, the power of grace is there. Yes, sometimes the Lord will allow us to carry the cross all li- our life, but then He will give us the knowledge to know and understand that he's asking us to share in, a, in the sufferings of his son, and he'll give us this grace. How many people go to Lourdes and receive not the physical grace, but the grace, spiritual grace, to embrace it and, and, and to feel that, that, that confidence in the power of God and in his love, because it, it, the healing took place. It's a spiritual healing. But you know the importance here, as we look at, at, at the Lord Jesus through the gospel, you know, first of all, he healed the Sabbath, so we have the difficulties right now because he's carrying his mat, and on Sabbath, he's not supposed to, and so he's confronted, how, how can you do this? And he says, well, the one who healed me told me to take up my, my mat and walk, and of course, you know, the, the, there's, there's a problem with this, uh, you know, especially around the temple where a lot of people who are observant, very observant, like the Pharisees, say you can't do this, and then, but the Jesus, he could not find Jesus right away, but Jesus finds him, and, and not only the Lord finds him, but he tells him something very important. Look, you are well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse may happen to you. Usually Jesus would say, your sins are forgiven, and therefore the healing would come. But here the Lord reversed it. First of all, he healed that person, and then he reminds him of, of the sin, sin that, that begets not only spiritual death for us, but also may harm us physically. And we know that. Sins, sins have, have an effect on us. Every sins, especially the mortal sin, capital sins, all those, those sins, are, are, are creating within our heart uh, a type of a blindness they create within our hearts the the, the, the the blockage of that grace and so the Lord says to him do not sin do not trap yourself again in things which can harm you because because this is the teacher the Lord teaches us these wonderful gifts but I just wanted to tell you that that uh, being in a chapel uh, of a sister's uh, you know, uh, uh, Franciscans, third-order Franciscan regular of, uh, in, in Steubenville, they have a beautiful cross. There's a beautiful cross, and then from the cross you have this image of Jesus whose heart is pierced, and that blood and water that flows, and it flows, it's a beautiful artistic depiction of the, the waters that flow from Christ in, into, into, the, into the area from, from the cross into our earth, and creating this this type of river of grace, and there's all kinds of fruits and vegetations that grow around. It's a beautiful depiction of of this Ezekiel, but also Ezekiel through the prism of our of our New Testament, from our Lord, because it is true. You know, the divine mercy devotion speaks of of these waters flowing from the heart of Christ, from his love, the love that outpours that is given to us. Maybe then today. He reminded that the Lord wants us to make us well. He wants us to be well, but He's telling us that the way to become well is is embrace. Embrace Him. It is from His heart that the healing powers radiate. It is from His heart that blood and water which flows, which shows us that His healing powers of the Eucharist and the sacrament of Penance, Baptism, it is the Eucharist, and, and, and especially the sacrament of, 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 of baptism, which are so important, or the effects of Baptist sacrament of penance, which are such a powerful healing tools for us. Maybe then today, remember, yes, time of Lent is preparation, going to confession, striving to go to confession before Easter, because it's our Easter duty at least once a year that we should go to confession and at least once a year that we should receive the Eucharist. That's the, that's the teaching, traditional teaching of the Church, you know, that the Lord is asking us. And, and why? It's because His love and mercy is that very power by which He enables us to receive healing and grace. May we never be discouraged, no matter what we have done, no matter what we have, we have experienced or the, of the lack of faith. Please encourage one another help one another, just like that man who says, I don't have anybody to take me to the living waters of grace and forgiveness. Let us ask, or maybe, you know, remind one another, when was the last time you went to confession? Participate in those healing, purifying, life-giving waters of grace, the sacrament of penance and the Eucharist, the two sacraments which affect us each day, every moment of our life and they they bring forth healing, strength, and grace.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org.